It's a sled. He's dead. The box contains his wife's head. Vader's his father. They're allergic to water. She's her sister and her daughter. You watched it wrong. If there was ever a time to think that maybe this global pandemic might be lessening, it's when Marvel finally releases Black Widow. And friends, that time has come. If there's money on the table, Marvel's going to grab it. <laughs> that's, that's right. That time has come. I, um, and while I'm still a little trepidatious about what the signals, I'm so happy to plunk down my, uh, my cash for Black Widow. And we're going to talk about that very movie today. Hi, I'm Wade. I'm Siggy, and you're listening to You Watched It Wrong, the podcast where these two old friends talk about some new movie and discuss how maybe you're all wrong and we're right about it. No, that's not what it, We're just going to talk that's, about that's it. That's just the internet in general. Yeah. We're just going to talk about how we we're, feel. No, we're friendly. We're friendly here. We're friendly. We're fr- no, we don't, we don't bite. We don't, uh, we don't scratch. We don't uh, uh, kerfuffle. Much. We are uh, at risk of becoming the MCU show. Um, we, uh, you know, I was thought maybe we don't need to talk about this one, but uh, come on. If, this, if, there's a, if, if there's a movie event of the year, it's this one. So uh, we're going to get to that in just a second. But first, let's do our round of track marks. Track marks. The game show invented by Wade Carney, who's going to explain how it works right now. A soundtrack album is often released. But God, friends at homes, you you know how hard this is for me. <laughs> Here's how it works. A soundtrack album is often. What's wrong with my lips? A soundtrack album is often released of the original score composed for a movie. I'm going to read the track names off a particular motion picture soundtrack and. Using the names as context clues, Siggy will have to guess what the name of this movie is. And hopefully I've seen it, which makes this a lot easier. Well, you can rest easy because uh, I have confirmed that you have seen this. Okay. Oh, good. Now, here's the thing. I think this one's going to be incredibly hard. Oh, boy. Revenge for last week's last episode. (laughs) It's going to be incredibly hard. Or it could be incredibly easy. It's either the, the choice the is mine. I th- yeah, that's right. I, I think it's I think it's a ninety ten hard to easy. So no par. But two things I'm going to do. One, I'm going to read it right down the line. Good. No, the uh, Siggy style. No maximizing for anything. Good. But Siggy's uh, new said, style. Since I was I, I've I've gone back and forth on that. But <laughs> now I I prefer chronological. Having tried it. Both ways. Um, the, I'm going right down both chronologically from the movie and chronologically on the soundtrack. They line up. Uh, but I don't think anything at the end is, is... It's not like you get to the end and then suddenly it's going to tell you if you haven't gotten it by then. Main fact, character's it, dilemma. Yeah, right. I think it's front-loaded. And we've got oh. 21 tracks. Aye. Wow. Okay. 21 tracks. And I will give you one additional clue. I have confirmed by your... Letterboxd profile that you have indeed seen this and you rated it four stars. Oh, okay. 
Well, my most okay. common rating on Letterboxd, actually. So um, <laughs> then it's not really much of a. <laughs> of a it help helps. There, it narrows it? it down. It's not. It's a movie I like. It's not one you hate. It. So, I'll put right. it that way. Yeah, that helps. Okay. And I think you're gonna need it. Okay. So. Okay. All right. Track one. You ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Track one. Rico's gang suicide. Rico. Rico's gang. Suicide. Rico. Well, Rico. Uh, we've gone through a Rico recently mm-hmm. and another track marks. That was from Napoleon Dynamite? That is correct. And this is not You Napoleon probably couldn't get further from. Dynamite. Okay. <laughs> There's also Rico from Hill Street Blues. Not mm-hmm. a movie. Not a movie. Not a movie. There's Rico. There's the labor law thing. Don't okay. get hung All up right. on Rico. All right. Okay. <laughs> Gang suicide might if you be more. He, Rico killed himself in the beginning. <laughs> he he didn't just kill himself. He Kinda. he gang killed himself. <laughs> I don't. Well, actually, I don't think he. I don't think he did. But he's not in the rest of it. So don't worry about it. Rico's gang suicide. Okay. Two. Playing on saucepans. All right. Three. Okay. Playing music Cold. could be playing music on a saucepan. Could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, like wearing it like a hat, uh, playing army guys. Could be. This could be little rascals. <laughs> as cold as ice. Captain America. N- not, not as cool as ice. The sentence. The what? The sentence? The sentence. Okay. Oh, wait. Playing. Uh, all right. So I was going to prison. The Paradise? Uh, well, it's not Big Night. <laughs> nope, nope. Failed escape. Okay, so he did go to prison. So, so someone goes yeah. to prison. Okay, let's just think. Run the down. sentence. Playing on saucepans, and then you go... Well, someone goes... Doesn't... They probably felt like they were in a prison, but they ultimately didn't go to prison. Oh, well, I'm getting... Okay, I'm getting extra. So, yeah. But extra. They, did get, they did get sentenced. Maybe not to prison. Maybe something worse. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Descendants. No. No. All right. Good guess, though. Paradise. Failed escape. Learning time. I like that. I like to learn. A smile. Fancy face. Fancy face. That sounds familiar. Keep going. It, it's around this middle section here where I think the most predominant clues are. But Fancy. again, this is really hard. Okay, okay this is really hard. Okay, I don't get. I should be. I should try to be thinking of. Because um, I, I prequels. The good, somewhat. the bad, and the ugly. Okay, no, that's not four stars. That'd be a five. I didn't star. tie it to the prequel, but I did tie it to kind of the. Uh, anyway, okay, it doesn't matter. I should give you a clue because it's, it's no, no, no. Of, it, gonna, it's hard. It's let, hard. Let's just run through. All right, uh, fancy face. First night out. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce this particular, but we're gonna try it. Napakmak. Say again. Napakmak. One word. N p o k m o p. Atanarjuat. I don't know. Um, what? <laughs> this is my favorite track on the soundtrack. Wait, spell it again. N P O K M O P. Don't worry, I have no idea what it means. 
Okay. All right. I don't even know what it's in relation to. All right. Oh, but it's okay. my favorite track. Well, if you don't, I sure don't. The last time I kiss you. Okay. Right. Love interest. The free side. The free side. Mm-hmm. The free side. I am on duty. What's that? The free side. Free side of what? Like a free side of a wall? Free side of... Well, look at it. We got failed escape, learning time, first night out, the puck mob, the last time I kiss you, the free side. I am going to give you a bit of a clue. I'm the, if there's a relation between the two, the movie of today and, the, and this quiz, it's the lead character. All right. Okay. okay. This type of character, let's say. Um, I am on duty. Josephine and the big dealer. And the big what? Dealer. Dealer. Josephine and the big dealer. Again, this, I, this is really hard. I don't know why I'm giving this one to you. This is hard. <laughs> Mission in Venice. Venice. Uh, okay, Venice. Movies in Venice. Uh, Res, uh, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, Inception. Is that kind of a setting of Venice? Um, well, think female lead. Uh, I, I, okay, nothing fancy face. Uh, I, I keep going. Nothing's nothing's ringing a bell. Okay, fall. All right. Let's welcome Victor. Okay. Last mission. We will miss you. And then, the final track is called "The Dark Side of Time." Dark side of Which, time. The, the, the old guard? Um, no. no, we already did the old guard, didn't we? We did the old guard. Uh, okay. Um, oh. International spy thriller or mm. superhero, f- the female lead, presumably. Um, mm-hmm. No superhero. Fancy. Just international spy thriller. Okay. Fancy face. Failed escape. Let's. I will. What's it? I will say. It's not a recent one. Uh, I, I need another clue. Nothing's... Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. What am I going to say? Oh, one. Okay, here's... I'm going to read, read them through again. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, watch it. Okay. Rico's gang suicide. Female lead. Similar plight as Black Widow. Playing on saucepans. Not in English. What? I said this movie is not in English. Run, Lola, run. Um, we were getting close. Uh, not oh, quite. Uh, La Femme Nikita. That's correct. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so I told you. It's hard. The, okay, I haven't seen that in a long time. There's not a track I called had, Victor the Cleaner. I could. I would have remembered. Was, there was called Let's Welcome Victor. Victor the Cleaner. Okay. But who I know again, this was hard. This is why I said if if you didn't get it by if if, <sighs> if you if you uh saw first night out or Nipok Mop, that meant you had the soundtrack and you would have known it like that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a bit that was a bit rough for me. I mean, it was, it was kind yeah, of Yeah, I remember other that was than a hard one. other than Victor the Cleaner, I remember so I saw that. I've seen both versions. 
Oh, I never saw Point of No Return. Point that was going to be my next clue. It was remade. It's not yeah. as good. This is the track I gravitate toward, toward the most, the Pock Mop, which that's the scene where she, on her first night out on a, on, a, on, a, on a dinner date, she's excited to be out, but then she finds out it's a job and she's heartbroken. And oh, then she goes yeah. in to, goes to shoot the people at that uh, restaurant and then escape. This is the kitchen fight, the famous poster. That we have. If you notice, I put this. I had this on cassette when I was. A kid. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh. I I literally like. I remember three things about this movie. Well, four things. Okay, this is my first uh, John Debont movie. I think. Uh, Luke Besson, you mean? Luke Besson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, him. Um, <laughs> I remember really liking it, being very pleasantly surprised by it. I remember. You know, when she gets the call, Nikita, like, activates her, the code word. And I remember um, the Victor the Cleaner, and that's really all I remember about this movie. <laughs> well, I was, well, that, I, I take no pleasure, even though that was exactly <laughs> my experience with Little Mermaid. <laughs> so, I don't know any of this. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully the listeners at home uh, got it, uh, remembered it. <laughs> That movie better than I did, or I've seen it more recently. I saw it in the 90s, you know, pretty soon mm, after me too. it first came out. Yeah, that was a while. But as you can see, the I was trying to go down the, I go, well, I can't do another MCU movie. That's too easy. Let's. And I was trying to look for badass sister movies. Okay. Nice. And, uh, That's a good choice. Was it, was it, and I realized, oh. If I had remembered I, it, it would have been a good choice. <laughs> and weirdly, I was surprised how few I could find. I, I thought this was a pretty uh, well-established genre, but not really. Not really. Yeah, you, right. They're more often an accessory to uh, a man. Uh, exactly. Having yeah. that kind of adventure. And um, I am very they, happy they, to say... the being meaning they. women. <laughs> I'm very happy that we are slowly climbing our way out of that, at least in storytelling, and I'm glad we're slowly climbing our way out of that in terms of who is making the movies, too. Um, still, still has got a long way to go, but I'm happy it's happening. Me too. So as long as they're good movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, see, that's just it. They've always said the day that, you know, the day that you realize you've coming close to a quality, to, to a more equitable system is when, uh, a, a, a female director or writer can have a bomb and then still get to. Make another one. Yeah. Make another movie. Because, they were, you know, if, if they're always going to be saying that the Bacchabos just doesn't turn out for, for female-led movies or female-directed movies, if you look at the bottom of the box office charts, they're guys leading those movies, yeah. too. No, uh, you know, very fair. <laughs> they're, they're actually, they're all, almost all so, guys you know, down at the bottom. Sometimes you get Wonder so, Woman, sometimes you get Wonder Woman 84. You know, that's all right. <laughs> But then we got Birds of Prey, so... well, Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got a lot. So, uh, yeah, so we'll be right back to discuss this movie, Black Widow, right after this. So, Siggy, Black Widow, finally out. Came out in theaters and on Disney Plus at the same time. Which way did you see it? Disney Plus. Uh, Me too. I, you know, I have unvaccinated children. I'm not taking Me them to too. the theater just yet. And so, 
so we did it that way. Did your kids uh, watch it with you? We did. We all watched it together. So I thought of you during it because I remember you were getting mad at Civil War for uh, the uh, grotesque drowning murders. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And this time I thought to myself, all the parents that have to explain forced hysterectomies to their children now and, 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 and why they were playing it off as a, as a funny bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a little gallows humor <laughs> there. Right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sympathetic to that. Oh, yeah. I, um, I giggled, and then Dex ran in the room at that point because he was being obstinate, and he ran in the room, and he said, oh, what's this? What is he? What is she talking about? And I go, well, it's this point. And as I'm explaining it, I'm going, uh, oh, God, why do you make me explain this, Marvel? And you made it funny. Now he saw me laugh at this, and now I'm explaining what it is, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know the joke, the the... The thing was to basically shame uh, Alexi. I get that. You know, that's that's where the humor comes from, not the actual act. But you know, I was like, "Come on!" He ran in the room. Like, Thanks. You're allowed to not explain some things. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Play, I was I was doing a dance around it, but God, still, it was too much. <laughs> I waded into the wrong end of the pool on that one. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Me too. I'm not going. I'm not going to the theater. I love the theaters. is my one of my favorite things. I'm not going yet. Um, so, yeah, I'm so happy that it came. And it did very well. It did, like, what, 80 million opening weekend in the theater and another 60 million on on uh, Disney+. Plus. Oh, wow. Good Pretty for them. Pretty good. Good for them. Good for Although movies. Although hardly a surprise. <laughs> good, for, good for rich people trying to get richer. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's hardly a surprise either. Not really uh, uh, much more of a highly anticipated movie, COVID or no COVID. So let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, I guess just right off the bat, um, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed this movie a lot. When I started watching it a second time, I didn't get through it all. Uh, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Some of the rough edges kind of felt easier for me. And so I, I came into this discussion or this, this plan discussion uh, not thinking I had much to say, uh, and then when I started writing things down, they all, all these things started coming up and I realized it wasn't sitting as well in my memory. Um, not, not, not in my memory, but it wasn't, I wasn't living with it. I was starting to see more things that were not bothering me, but I thought were curious. And, um, uh, and then I started watching it again. I was like, Oh, those kind of went away. So maybe I don't have anything to talk about today. How about that? Everyone Should gets we a break. Just cancel the episode. Just make make it. No, a, we still put it out. We just that's just, it. It's all just make it a track we marks think, episode. We thinks it's okay, and that's it. <laughs> no, um, but one thing that that uh, I found interesting uh, to my reaction to it was as a movie, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, as a swan song, as like a because all the uh, writing about this movie as it was coming out was this is the movie that Black Widow deserves. She's been a bit team player, a supporting character this whole time. Now she's getting her own movie. This is the movie she, the coming out that she, that she deserves. And then they, it comes out and everyone's like, is this the movie she deserves? Did it let her down? Did it push her up? What is, what is it? When you look at it in terms of that, it, it is going to... Uh, it's, 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 it's not enough. Or it doesn't seem right. But as a movie, it's fine. <laughs> Just looking at the movie that it is, it's fine, I think. I don't know. I, I, I was frustrated with a lot of it. There were parts of it I, I really liked. Um, and the, uh, but a lot of it, I was just like, why, why is this? Why am I watching this? Why is this happening? 
Why is why can't I? I, I didn't. I, I felt like two movies stitched together. It felt it, it felt really yeah. all over the place to me, and um, kind of poorly conceived. But well, it, I, it, I can it, get into that as we. Yeah, we can get into that because uh, I, I I've said my piece, but at the same time, there is a lot um, not going on in this movie, <laughs> uh, and I think it 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 it. Um, I really, did, I really pro- didn't think it was a good swan song for no, for the character or, or Scarlett Johansson as a as a performer um, at it, all. Oh, absolutely for that second one, yeah. absolutely for that second one because, um, and that's not just because Florence Pugh like steals the whole show, yeah, because she's really great. Yeah, it didn't it it didn't showcase it didn't showcase Scarlett's uh, abilities. Or, 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 or what's really interesting about that character, I felt like at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or what Scarlett Johansson can do. <laughs> right, uh, or what frankly. she can do. Yeah. Yeah. And all the things that I thought it would kind of, uh, given kind of the, 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 the interest around doing it, I kind of thought a lot of those things might fall away. And no, they didn't. They still had, like, incessant shots of her rear end, which I kind of thought, wow. you know, I thought that would be decreased here. <laughs> But I, I maybe just embarrassed. Not one of my complaints. Um, <laughs> but you know, you get to the point frank. where you're like going, "What's the leer?" You know, you, there's a, a leering factor that doesn't that doesn't sit well. Um, but also, the, the 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 inherent problem of doing a, a Black Widow movie this way, uh, not in doing a movie, but like after she's dead, we're going back, and uh, I mean, it became a very apparent that that basically the culmination of her character happened in Endgame. And while at the time when meaning I saw she's it, dead. well, 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 meaning that like, even without Black Wit, the, this movie, I pretty much already got everything like Black Widow didn't supply any new emotional element that I wasn't already fully experiencing in by the time Endgame came along, by the time Endgame happened and she makes that sacrifice, which I have to admit at the time I wasn't entirely comfortable with. It kind of felt like, um, on my first viewing, it felt like, you know, Gamora, they threw off the cliff there and then they throw Black Widow off. I'm like, are we just dumping all our female characters off a cliff? Is that what we're doing? Are we just fridging them all now? And like, I, I kind of got that, that, that experience the first time, but repeated viewings, um, I kind of started to be able to see, track more her, not only her arc in that movie, but her arc over the whole series and what, what that moment actually meant to her as a person. And I don't think Black Widow basically gave the hard data to what those things were, but I already had them. You know what I mean? I already, I already had experienced her experiencing those emotions without knowing precisely having them spelled out what, what actually happened. Now I have it spelled out what actually happened, and it's not really more of a richer experience for it. Uh, if anything, I thought it softened the blow. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, the yeah. ending oh. of, the, of this move of <laughs> of her movie like kind of lets her off the hook for the, yeah. the supposed sins that she's sacrificing herself over. I thought. So, uh, you know, yeah. If they had to do a prequel, and maybe they didn't have to do a prequel, then yeah. if, there's different kinds of prequels. I think, and the one I'm 
always find least interested is how did the pieces get to the point on the board where the things yes. you saw later happened? Like, I don't give a yes. shit. I don't give a shit. Like, how did you, did, did you, did you watch that thing about her? When Florence Pugh is talking about her vest, I'm going, yeah, okay. She likes her vest. And then at the end, she gives her the vest for no apparent reason. And then she's sitting there and I'm going, Wait, are we supposed to know what this vest is? Apparently that's a thing. <laughs> like It is. Apparently she this is the vest she wore in Infinity War, and now we get to know how she got that vest. I I'm like did not who? register like <laughs> they they she <laughs> So she she picked up a vet like <laughs> she picked up. A, okay, I didn't she didn't go where to she the got Gap every other or Banana Republic. Had. All right, well right. that was something I needed to know. <laughs> that was a Marvel, burning question. It probably predated Disney acquisition, but Disney specifically seems to have this obsession with um, finding, giving the backstory of how people got certain objects rather than. I don't know, just how did come, people come to feel a certain way? Like with those stupid dice in Star Wars, Solo's last yeah. name, um, this vest. Um, what's Why the, what was the, one of the other? Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't it's, matter. It, like, it doesn't matter. When they, when they cut to, when they did this two, two weeks later jump to find out how she got the Quinjet, I'm like, they just had a Quinjet. I didn't care. They stole it. Right. That's all I needed. <laughs> I don't need to know how they got the Quinjet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> She, like, she stole I didn't it. Get excited. We, she, we see her. They stole it. She stole a car, like, and didn't feel bad about it. <laughs> Even, right. So she goes steals a jet from somebody, like you know, whatever. Like we know she's capable. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, okay. So you're bringing up Star Wars prequels. Like, what was magical about the original Star Wars uh-huh. was that it built such a big world. Mm-hmm. In Empire Strikes Back, Boba Fett on screen for what under five minutes has right. four lines of dialogue and like Ooh. you went gaga for this and you just imagined you didn't need yeah. like the story of boba fett told to you like you could unpack him he was like so mythic in his presentation yeah. that you could just unpack him the way you could unpack the cantina the way you could unpack unpack all those parts of this world where like if i right. went over that hill it's like playing uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. If I went over that hill, I would find <laughs> something, right? I would right. find something awesome there, you know? If only I right. could get in that, that Jawa sand crawler and, like, explore the planet. I know that there would be a fantastic world to explore, right? Yeah. I didn't need it all laid out for me. And right. now no. what, what the whole canon is obsessed with is now like pouring over a little every little detail of that like no like it takes all the magic away from it you it know it really does well it's people it's, it's people trying it's companies trying to say oh people like this let's expand it so we can get them to give more to us i know and like it's like but no you're you're really killing the goose because you know i i i've brought up under scott adams's book understanding comics a lot I think. It's a great book. Well, it's a great a book. I think, work. Every, I think everyone should read it. And, and uh, sorry, at, at foundational risk of being repetitive, work. foundational work. It, it, if this didn't come out of a, a, an ejaculate, <laughs> it um, no, it did not from a, a um, male organ. But my one of my favorite things in that is the discussion of the gutters in the comic book frame. And now you see the guy. You see have a picture of a guy standing in the middle of the room, and then you see a guy walking out the door. 
Yes. The, and like doing this. The space between the images. And you and don't your need mind to see him taking in. every step. Yeah, yeah, your mind fills in everything of getting him from the middle of the room to the door. And then that's what makes everything so rich, not you drawing every step to get there. Right? Yeah. So, um, and I think that's what happens with this movie. It certainly happened with the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. There's this moment um, in Marvel comic book continuity, you know, in John Byrne's run on Fantastic Four in the 80s, where, you know, John Byrne is obsessed with going back to the origins of things and being faithful to them, but then expanding things and, like, transforming them. Like, you know, sharply criticizing anybody who he thinks isn't true to the original characters, but then also does whatever the fuck all he wants. <laughs> total, total hypocritical asshole. So he sometimes it yields, like, some great things, like when he revealed Doctor Doom, you know, by his origin story, had, had disfigured himself by putting on his metal mask too soon, and so he wouldn't take it off because he, of his vanity... And, like, mm. taking that to its extreme, John Byrne reveals that actually it's a, just a tiny scar in his face. He's not disfigured oh. at all. He's so vain that it's just a tiny scar, and he's actually still handsome underneath, but he doesn't think so. So sometimes he did, like, really cool things like that. But then he did mm. things like, you know, in Fantastic Four issue two, issue three, when the scrolls invade, shape-shifting scrolls. And uh, in the end, Reed Richards, like, transforms them into cows and, like, wipes their memories so they forget their scrolls and they just live happily as cows in, in, like, a pasture Mm -hmm. in upstate New York. And then John Byrne wrote a whole thing, which is actually a good story, but it's all about what happens to those cows. And, And it was a good issue, but it's like, after that, it seemed like, the comics writers just like kept doing this. Like they couldn't, they couldn't expand the universe anymore. They had to keep, it was like, mm. it was like they had to keep returning and eating at themselves. Like it was the Ouroboros. Like they, they had to keep coming back and picking over everything and undoing things that had been done before. Or, you know, Gwen Stacy coming back to life and now being spider. Like, you know, like how can you take like one of the most foundational uh, deaths mm-hmm. in you know in Marvel continuity and then undo it, right? To to boost like it's, it's, these things just like really great at me. Like it feels like an could be imaginative, but it, for me it feels anti-imaginative. Like I have yeah. I can't come up with something some new character to interest you. I have to return to one we killed off forty years ago, and and goose them you know uh, in, a, right. in a new way. I don't know. Partially, you hit, you, sometimes you I, hit on something very important there, I think, which is um, something, you know, as you said, something that always really bothered me about a lot of comic and movie and TV writing. Um, um, but the thing that I really was, uh, that occurred to me watching Black Widow and certainly with Phantom Menace is that the only reason to go back and do something that was, uh, and, and, and I guess tell the story of the things that was always just suggested in myth or history or foundations of someone's character that you knew mm-hmm. about, uh, but never saw. The only reason to go back and then actualize that to we actually see it 
is if you're going to do something unexpected, right? Yeah. Because otherwise we already know what happened or happened is going to happen. It, Maybe not how, but we know the outcome. Right. And so, so part of the thing that makes Black Widow feel as, as fun as it was and as, as lively and as, as all the good stuff you, we can say about it, it ultimately feels, um, I don't want to say pointless, but it ultimately feels rather, um, um, it doesn't feel rele- rele- revelatory because no. there's nothing new that we didn't already know. Um, I mean, ultimately, and then, and the things we didn't know, she grew up in like, Ohio. I mean, that she grew up in Ohio, that she, she has a sister. That she was kind of always had superheroes around in her life, which I found disappointing. Um, and, um, also, and also, uh, the whole thing, because we finally get the reveal of, of Budapest, Budapest. We finally get to find out the long awaited reveal of what happened to Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff in Budapest, which they and refer to when in Avengers when they're having that heart to heart. Avengers, they they uh, it's it's kind of um, uh, remarked about during the heart to heart after after Loki's mind control. They say it in the streets of uh, this is like Budapest all over again. And then Barton goes, "You and I remember Budapest very differently." Oh yeah, and then most right. disturbingly, because. Now they've told, okay, here's what happened in Budapest. And they had to make it, they had to make it, because we knew it was going to be bad. Like we knew whatever it was, something to have scarred her, uh, Natasha this bad or something she feels that guilty about having to have to have done to get to over to S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, had to be, it was going to be dark and it was going to be bad. Now that we know that it's her, which I thought the first time I watched it, that she had planted a bomb on a child, but she didn't. Spoiler alert. Um, she ended up in having intentional collateral damage of killing a 10-year-old girl, her, her target's daughter. And then you go back and you look at all the... Now, granted, this wasn't decided when they made all those other movies, but, but when you're answering a question that has been long been teased and asked, you should go look at what those things are in the other movies because that's why we're caring now. And Although I didn't. I in, never thought about Budapest in, again. In <laughs> In Avengers Endgame, they're flying to Vormir, and then Clinton Barton has got this big smile on his face, and Hawkeye says, we're a long way from Budapest. And then Romanoff chuckles this great big grin. It's like, yeah, I remember when I killed that child. (laughs) (laughs) This is a long way from there. (laughs) So it's, it's, it's really disturbing. (laughs) <laughs> Someone had, had built that as a meme now. They just wrote out the <laughs> we're away for Budapest and then shows her big smile chuckles. And it's like, yeah, this is this is weird now. This is weird. <laughs> well, it's all okay so, because she she didn't kill the child and the child forgave her. Uh <laughs> what? No. Yeah. No, they, so they, they built that problem and then they didn't did they didn't solve it. It's, um, yeah. I got the, 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 I want to talk about that. Yeah, let, you do or don't. I do. That's I. <laughs> no, let's talk about that because I got really upset um, at the um, a lot. I have to say a lot of things I got upset about in the beginning. I looked back and I saw that I was actually wrong. Like they do a lot of logistical cheats, like them taking things out of cases that you never see them take things out of. But now I look back well, and I sneaky. go, "Oh, it's there. It's just really, really like when did she do that?" And then she's sneaky. I she that can do it. I had. You know, I don't know. Yeah. 
I always find seeing how you do something is, well, well that just negates everything I was going to say. <laughs> that that <laughs> negates everything I said earlier. Um, but yeah, so, so she, she follows the daughter to ensure that the dad is there, that Dr- uh, Drakoff is in the room, which I don't really see what we see. And apparently of that scene, he, how it doesn't verify it at all. No, and apparently he wasn't in the room because he he didn't get his face disfigured right. by a bomb. Like he, right? Why was he okay? So, so this whole the fact that she did this and then assumed it was all over really makes me it, it you lose so much respect for the character. Well, it's no. It's, so that was her test. Not, not, not because that was not her test to get into what shield. She did, but no. But like the fact that she, but like what we know of her is that she. That seems dumb. It's it's <laughs> too dumb. It's too dumb for Natasha. It is it was too dumb a thing to do. Or Nick, and you so, know, if that was her test to join Shield, then Nick Fury should have confirmed the kill. How could he exactly? You know, and so. Which begs me the question, and I, it begs the question, and, and I know, because I, I, I was arguing, I was basically trying to argue with everything I said before, was that I don't think Natasha was an underdeveloped character prior to this movie. I, I don't think she was. Granted, she didn't get the stage, or rather the stature of having her own movie until now, and I think she should have, but I, I, I think this, the, the, the perception was, was that she's underdeveloped and we need to... We need to fill her out. And I'm like, this doesn't do it. <laughs> I think she was already, I f- she was a rich, vibrant character beforehand, just maybe not always on screen. Um, but to that end, how can we tell a story about her, this moment in her life, this Budapest moment, if that's what's so important that drive has fueled her her whole life, and then not include Barton or Fury because they were so integral to all of that. Right. And so I don't think that's basically making her a supporting character in her own movie. If it's, it has includes them as well. In fact, I felt like they made her a supporting character in her own movie by adding an entire goddamn family of crazy characters that completely push her out of her own movie. Well, <laughs> Florence Pugh and David Harbour steal the show, Right. Because there's yeah, and I, I'm not a David Harbor. I never really think much about David Harbor, and and he, I just haven't seen a whole lot of him in it, with him in it. But um, yeah, he was fantastic, and I didn't want. I was disappointed Red Guardian was in it because I'm like, can we just can we can we focus just on on her and her ground level shield st- uh, spy stuff? But he was such a vibrant presence. I really I really loved every moment of well, him on screen. His character makes no fucking sense. None, but. <laughs> But what he wants in every scene is very clear. Very which clear. Which is lacking for, for Natasha in this whole movie. What is she trying? Yeah. What is she trying to do when she when she gets to Budapest? Well, well, well what is I know what, what is she's Elena trying, to do, trying but... to do? I don't. A, a lot of this, a lot of this, like I could not figure out what the why the fuck people were making the decisions they were making in this movie, which is why a lot of it didn't work for me. Well, I he, well, well, I was upset. Was I was thought it was pretty clear what both Scarlet and oh, what both um, Natasha and Yelena wanted. I just didn't know why they were going about any of it the way they were going about it. Well, it didn't. That's the part that didn't make any sense yeah. to me. Okay, right. So 
you know, the like the fights, the action scene people are saying was good or was uh, a, a 20 year old copy of the Bourne movies. Um, the the fight in Budapest in the Budapest safe room, like mm-hmm. why? I I, I didn't I didn't know why they were fighting. Like there's the Marvel thing of when heroes first meet, they fight because they don't know each other yet. But they like right. apparently they instantly recognize each other as sisters. Yeah, they they seem to be like they had a long history, but they they didn't. If if the last time they saw each other were being ripped apart on that tarmac. In 1995, no, then I think you see them in the, the montage. P- they're they're still together. Oh right, but, right, 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 right. Um, the montage to the slow, sad. We should talk about that more too. More the slow, the, sad uh, uh, pop music. Um, that was that was a terrible choice, uh, but it was the trend. So whatever, it's, <laughs> it's a mark of the time, um, sign of the times. Without being sign of the times by Prince. <laughs> Um, but they, they know each other, and if Yelena thinks S- Natasha might be brainwashed still, she's got the red powder to use. She doesn't break that up. What the fuck is going... I don't understand what the fuck is going on in that scene. Right. What's the motivation? I, th- I either need to have it be like, it's, it's actually a mystery why this fight is happening, except they're going to just end it with the right. conversation and decide that they're going to stop fighting. Truce. Call truce like sisters. So it's like sisters having a fight, but I still need to know why the sisters are having a fight. I don't know. Yeah. Like that didn't work for because, me at all. Right. I mean, granted, they don't really know what to expect and they don't really understand each other's messages, but well, or rather her message by sending her the vials in the first place. And then her Natasha's message by showing up at the door, they don't really know, but yeah, it makes... She sent her the vial. Why does Yelena bring, so, even bring Natasha into it? What is, how does that oh, help her? Well, I think, she, I think she does it because she's... One, she needs to get... Uh, she's being chased, so she needs to get the vials to somebody who... The problem is sending them to Natasha is she doesn't necessarily know about the existence of the Red Room. Although during their conversations later... Um, Yelena. So if you send her something with the color red, it tells oh. her the red room still exists. No, well, no. That's just. I guess we can infer later from the conversation that um, that Yelena. She said, "I I assumed, and I kept watching the news, waiting to see would Captain America be taking down the red room." So by that line, we can ref- infer that Yelena assumed that Natasha knew the red room still existed, that Drakoff wasn't dead. And that she now that she's an Avenger, she's going to be bringing the Avengers to take it down. And that time never came. So that is built resentment over um, over that never happening, right? So and why and then still... Natasha comes comes in and says, "Why haven't you? Uh, uh, what, what do you mean the Red Room's gone? You know." And then they have that out. You know, something was occurring to me at this moment. This movie consistently especially with the in, converse, uh, in confrontation does something that I don't know if they think they're creating mystery, but they have all this interaction, all this fighting, all this, all this stuff. And then later or during they explain all this stuff that we should have known up front to make all the stuff we just saw matter or be at least be excited about and not confused. Yeah. Because it would have been nice to know 
one of their standpoints going into that fight. Right. Like, you need some, like, they can have a long conversation about it. At some point, there needs to be some visual storytelling that signifies what people's motivations are, you know? Yeah. And, like, what exactly is the dynamic between them? And it's, instead, what I'm getting is, and, and this is something movies do uh, to try to establish an upward arc, but we get Natasha, who we know is an accomplished superhero who has been on world-saving, universe-saving missions, acts like a dummy who is shown up by her little sister at every turn. Yeah. You know? Um, it's just, it's really frustrating. Like, I want to, I want to yeah. see Black Widow be good. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see her figure out that yeah. the Red Room still exists and like uncover the right. files and piece it together and not have it all fed to her at, and be belittled the entire time. <laughs> which, which also makes you suspect of like, well, this isn't her movie then if this is a transitional movie to basically hand over black widow duties to Florence Pugh, then, then this is not her movie anyway. You know what I mean? Well, that's a pretty frustrating exercise then. Like, that's yeah. her swan song. This is her send-off. Yeah, exactly. This is the payback feels, it, for... The more I think about this movie, the more disrespectful it feels to Scarlett Johansson. You know, and never mention... Like, and Natasha Romanoff. Flor both. Florence Pugh is like... I, I like Scarlett Johansson as an actor, yeah. but Florence Pugh is like a class above <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. But when it comes to being an action hero, like Florence Pugh doesn't hold a candle to Scarlett jo Johansson. Right, yeah, yeah. The you know I don't want to get into the dinner table scene yet, but but basically I was incredibly frustrated that whole scene, and if it wasn't for Florence the sh the, the editor and the director giving a shot to Florence Pugh watching them all, um, kind of realize that her whole family has been a has been a fake and is irretrievable, the look on her face, it's like, now I, I know you. I know you so well in that one shot. Yeah. It was really great. Yeah. Just her watching and holding it all together, anger, rage, uh, 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 extreme sadness, extreme disappointment, and disillusionment, all of it was there. And, uh, and I was like, I'm amazed that I got that out of this when the rest of the scene doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. And yet it was like one of the most fun scenes of the movie. It, yeah, it was, a, it was fun. It was a fucking mess. It felt like three scenes right. stitched together. Well, I was going out of my mind because the moment, the first, when you see Melina, when you see Rachel Weiss there, uh, in, in with her pigs, she's got that same tablet that, uh, Dreykov has. So I'm like, oh my God, she's. Like the worst of the bad guys, if she's still working for them, and that's never even a twist. She strangles a pig at the table. She asphyxiates a pig with her pat with her iPad there at the table, and everyone, <laughs> no one bats an eye. Really, that's <laughs> okay. So this is one of my <laughs> biggest frustrations with this movie. Rachel Weisz, yeah. an actor I love. Yeah. You know, yeah. my favorite in the favorite. Mm. I, I, it's like. I, I felt it's like she was completely hamstrung in this movie because she's not given yeah. a character. It's just a device. It's yeah. just all she is is a device to keep the audience on a string. Is she good or is she bad? Is she good or is she bad? And so there's no, like, she doesn't have, she never feels like she has a genuine emotional interaction with anybody because you're always supposed no. to be kept guessing. <clears throat> right. And so she never feels like a person. So when she has her whatever, her flip, I, I don't buy it, and I still don't buy it, and I wonder what the hell happened. Yeah. 
No, it, it's 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 garbage. It's it's bullshit. Yeah, I, I was really hoping that Rachel. I wanted Rachel Weiss to come in and have like the Kate Blanchett experience of like I'm going to come in and be like the biggest. I'm going to have the best time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she had the best time or not on that well, but, movie, but she certainly looked like because she did. Because her motivations like, were clear, so she could, yeah. so she could perform them. She could, disp- <laughs> she could perform them. Right. Rachel Weisz, she just looks like, I guess I have to do a Marvel movie now. Yeah. She only and looks like I'm she's enjoying herself enjoy when it. she's suffocating a pig. And like, okay, <laughs> now this character is actually fun to watch, as cruel right. as this is. But now it's like, what? Well, she was fun to watch because she didn't have the th- one. She didn't have something in her brain that you expected to be there, which was like empathy for. I'm going to purpose. I'm just going to show you how cool this is. Look at this. I can just do this. Which to me made her the most villainous person in yeah, the movie right. at that moment because she didn't have basic empathy for something. I'm going to just do this to show you. And oh, don't worry. It's a couple more minutes before you fix it. It's okay. And so, how are we supposed to buy it when she like? Why does she turn on? Uh, right. Yeah, right. Like none of it makes any sense. The only thing that made yeah, sense was her strangling the pig. Right. That was the only thing. And then, but yet that's, yeah. Yeah. It was really, uh, um, it was frustrating. Yeah. Um, it really was. But I think I, I derailed you talk, uh, to talk about that dinner table scene. What were you talking about a second oh, ago? Oh, I just, I, like, I don't know. I felt like the, that was the first time I felt like we had found the movie. You know, I don't know. Ah, right. I don't know Kate Shortland's other work. So I can't, I, yeah, I can't I'm only either. speaking from complete ignorance right now, but I felt like all of the like family scenes, like the opening, the opening sequence, which was very long, but very good. Yeah, it was. Um, it could get away with being that long because it was so solidly centered from the kid's point of view through the yeah. whole thing. Um, I felt like that felt like, like the director they brought in to bring like something to this movie. And then those, all that family stuff at the farmhouse, which really felt like 45 minutes worth of like 45 pages of script. They edited into 15 minutes of movie because like, now we can't, we have to, we, we, we can't spread this out. We have to fill this all in right here between the, the action set pieces. So make it, make it work. And it doesn't, it, it like, there's, yeah. there's moments of like, that are great interaction between the characters. Like, oh, like this is what, this is what this movie could have been is about the family she had before, before she found the Avengers family. Yeah. Um, Cause you're right. That opening uh, sequence is, is makes you feel like, oh, this movie's going to be different. Yeah. It feels realized and lived in and, and everything, everything not only, Makes sense. It looks like, oh, this is all going to even feel deeper later. I know it. Yeah. You know, like it had so much, uh, each moment held promise and mystery, but also I knew it. It, it all, even down to like her holding the corning ware and putting the, the, uh, the mini corns of cob into that little dish we all had growing up, you know, I don't know, the corning ware, like, like, uh, chafing, well, no, whatever. The, the, uh, I don't know, just even that, uh, Wait, just, going just felt best. Bad, Bed Bath Beyond right now. <laughs> but I want to say two things. One criti- uh, two things I don't want to say. Critical of both Marvel and 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 the director here. That I, I really don't want to say. But one is is nonetheless. This movie to me feels the most. When people criticize the Marvel machine, I always push back because I I always feel like 
the franchise building that they complain about and the oh this movie's just drives a lot of stuff. I'm like, well these no, these are the benefits of this type of movie. These these are actually things to look forward to, not not no, they're not detriments in my opinion. And that this movie felt the most like the franchise the the the, the, the stuff that ties to the other movies in the series felt non existence non existence, not fun. And also debilitated the rest of the movie. <laughs> At the same time, like, I didn't even think they were there, and they camper the whole thing. Secondly, the practice of coming up with the set action set pieces, which I do admit, the fight choreography in this movie I thought was really great. I also just wanted them to be over so the rest I could watch the other parts of the movie. I didn't really... I didn't really want to watch the action, oh, um, I, especially that pr- prison break scene. That, Oof. That f- okay, the fight on the bridge was not good fight choreography. I'm sorry. No, it, that, that, that part was, was that not. That was really terrible. But that was that whole that whole sequence made the only things I could actually <coughs> excuse me concretely make out were things that I was like really wish I hadn't seen. Like just really things that took everything out. Um, like you know, the helicopter getting shot up, and and like oh, it's and it's still. I know it's just going through the passenger oh. area, but you're going to take that much fire and 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 that entire prison break pilot. sequence just made me angry yeah. from beginning to end. He, from beginning to and end, and then to have the whole thing covered in it and avalanche this entire prison. Why is all he in these prison? People dead. Why is he in prison? Yeah. If they don't want to and see he can him, just walk right out. <laughs> if, if they don't want to see him and they think he has information and they're spies, like why don't they just like. Figure out a way to ask Visit. him the question, yeah, and get the answer, right, right. Because if they said if they says go to the red room, they're going to dump him, right. So why why did they go through any of that? Why did they kill all those people? Why does he have super soldier serum? Like I, right. none of it, like none of it had any plausible explanation to it whatsoever. Yeah. So ap- apart from that, and I really didn't like the end sequence either. Um, but I'm just talking like the hand-to-hand fight sequences and the thing. Other than uh, having a I bunch gotta, of I just got to say, the prison, I got one more thing about the yeah, prison. I'm sorry. Sure. The prison's awful. The, the, the action beat, okay, Florence Pugh, great actor, okay? The action beat where she puts the it in autopilot and then yeah. strolls back through the machine right. gun fire, picks up the bazooka, and blows up the, the tower. It was like... yeah. The worst action beat I've seen yeah. in a long, long time. I, I, I will agree with that. It was terrible. No. And then no. when you watch it, you're like, what? I, I, I completely wholeheartedly concur. And, and the whole time you, when Charlotte Johansson jumps down that little bridge, it's like you realize after the sequence, you're like, why did she do that? There's <laughs> <laughs> no reason for her to be there. She's, yeah, she's not um, actually helping. She's right. not doing anything. Yeah, there's it, didn't no... like, it didn't look like she was going to do something and then it got changed you know um, like you can design an action sequence where like the stakes are getting raised throughout and it's getting more exciting right. and right. this that was not happening that was not you it. know if someone's shooting heavy machine gun fire you have to look like it's a problem <laughs> exactly 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 and then um the the taskmaster chased down budapest to me was like it was very effective the speed and terror of watching it ram through all that stuff but then you're like there's no way that this can't have almost global <laughs> um, repercussions in terms of everyone wondering what the fuck's going on. <laughs> you know, to like, to like, like, like this, it's so unsubtle that um, 
it just it was almost ludicrous. And then, and then of course, Scarlett Johansson taking more death giving blows than anybody could possibly well, take, and still we, walk. That's what we do these days. That's what we do these days. Know. Especially, but especially that first hit she took in Norway, where she's just kind of pulling, and then that that rocket hits her, or the arrow, or whatever hits her and flips her car. You're like, oh, that's just dead. Movie's over, and <laughs> she's just dead. Is it going to be a clone? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, there's like, it's, it, it okay, that could st- that's so a way they could have made the movie worse. As it turns out, there's <laughs> clones. <laughs> she was a clone all the time, but they ran um, out. That anyway. was the last one that went over the cliff. Yeah, my 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 point is overall is that this movie over any other Marvel movie uh, is shows the the seams between when they when they make the set pieces and then they write everything to go with those set pieces, or they just have one person working on the set pieces and then one the other people write you know working on the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, it really and they got to make them work. It really felt assembly they, line like that. Yeah, yeah, and it like and like these pieces did not match up. I mean, to like a. a a really ridiculous degree. Um, and that, to me, that's a testament to how much, how fond I am of this series of these characters, of these actors, uh, and, and uh, uh, somewhat of the production value um, to make me still enjoy it, even though I did frequently say out loud, I hate it when movies do this. <laughs> but I was also going, wait, this movie's doing this. <laughs> now, now, the other thing I want to say... Um, that I've gotten, that I, I started this to say, uh, I got too far away. So you mentioned um, Kate Shortland's uh, other work, probably her strengths are these things, are these uh, family scenes. Again, I have not seen her other work. I would like to. Um, I would have to think that's why they brought, uh, that's why she, exactly. that's why they brought why her into the in. project, you know, was to, was to handle that. But, and, and, and this may, if, if this is true, because I, I don't want to go off of what, when, when, actors or filmmakers are promoting their movies, what they say to entertainment journalists about the movie almost never take that, especially when it comes to Marvel, right. how secretive and how close they are. But, but listen to this. This is something I read on, on the com, where they ask about, was there a missing scene at the end? Cause you know, they have this huge thing. The red room comes crashing down. The whole family gets in a helicopter and flies away. Scarlet says she's going to stay here and face shield they go to black, and we cut up two weeks later, and we don't know how she got out of that. And, we don't know what she did. And also, she's going to slow them down. Like they all had plenty of time to get in the jet and fly away. Like right, yeah. She could. She didn't. No slowing down was she, necessary. No, no, she could have gone. Yeah. Um, but she didn't. She didn't. She wanted to stay. That's why. So we go. Okay. So why did she want to stay? What was going to come out of this? And then we know we know nothing. We just now we cut to now she's got blonde hair. And part of me was like, I want to know. I wanted to know every this whole movie. Uh, hap, the movie I wanted to see all happened between that cut. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted the the, the 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 movie to be. So here's what it says. It says, "How did she get away?" And movie cuts to black before giving us a brief two weeks later epilogue scene in which Natasha Smuggler Pal gifts her a Quinjet. How did she get away? We don't know. You don't know. And Black Widow director Kate Shortland doesn't know. Here's what she told us when we asked her about this confusing scene. Quote, That was intentional because we wanted to leave the question of how she would get away rather than allow the audience to get exhausted by another fight. Director Kate Shortland told The Wrap. We wanted to leave you guys on a high with the question of how did she use her ingenuity? 
because she did. It was probably, I would say, she bargained her way out of that situation, but I don't know. <laughs> so I don't want to put any stock in, any, again, anything anybody says to entertainment journalists yeah. while the movie's coming out. But if that is true, then that's a bullshit move. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, wait. So if you, she said, we don't want the audience to get exhausted by another fight. To me, that's an admission that she's exhausted by fights yeah, right. and fight scenes. <laughs> so... I've already had more in these movies than I would even wanted to. Those aren't mine. I don't like them. Um, and you know what? Honestly, I side with her in this movie. <laughs> I would rather not have watched those. <laughs> I wanted to see more stuff about her. Um, so she goes, I don't want another fight. I didn't actually expect a fight. I wanted, I, I expected her to do what she said. How did she use her ingenuity? And I'm like, that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see how she uses her ingenuity. Can I use that as and a And so segue? you're going to show us those fights that exhaust you and not show the ingenuity. Okay. This <laughs> is a we great. wanted to see. This is a great segue to something I forgot to put in the notes. Okay. <laughs> what has been, when has the Black Widow been fun to watch as a character? Right? For Sometimes, me, the, I think the two, no, I'm, I'm saying like she has so, been right. But like when, like what was fun about the character? And did we get any of that in this movie, in this, in this script? Right. Right. We're introduced to her in Avengers as a master interrogator. Yes. When did we ever get that again? Well, Ever. You're introduced in that movie. Well, you get it in kind of the Loki scene. Well, sure. In Avengers. I'm talking about after that movie. Right, because like in Winter Soldier, the, as much as the, I love that movie, she's that's the, predominantly just a subterfuge badass. She, yeah, like and then, her her two highlight scenes are two interrogation scenes where she's extracting information right. from people without them realizing it. Right, and then we never exactly. see this skill again. Right, it, and I felt like so this they was were the trying movie to bring that back. Exactly, and they tried in the end with her, um, in Drakov. At the end, they they were felt like they were trying to do it, but just nowhere no, near. No, it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. Um, Especially when they keep breaking up the action to tell you what they didn't tell you before. Yeah. So to explain because, the confusing oh, thing you just saw, the, the mom was good. Oh, okay, yay, whatever. And those those cut back two scenes were long. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't like I slipped this to you. It was like these long, wordy mouth explanations. And you're like, oh, and, my God. And this face masking technology, like right. that, when they introduced that in uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was like, this is like, you know, that don't do this. It's a Mission Impossible well, thing. And it's just like, right. you know, like there's whole people who are that's their entire superpower. And now, like, people can just keep these things in her pocket and like, you're never yeah. going to be able to trust that anybody's anybody else. And it's not even a thing. And you know, it's just yeah. a terrible idea to introduce that into the, into the universe. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> okay. Number yeah. two, what was the other time Blackwood? It was most fun as a character, Captain American winter soldier, where she mm-hmm. is, where she's like the the shit grinning sidekick, like amusing herself, stirring up trouble, the one 
getting yeah. Steve Rogers goat poking fun. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not taking this stuff too seriously, you know, and we don't get that either. Like she's not, she should be more fun in this movie. I feel like. Yeah. Now that's, that's a good point because, uh, uh I had a weird reaction at the beginning of the movie because uh, because they they go to the open. By the way, I'm not sure there was an. Has there been another Marvel movie where they put the opening credits at the opening of the movie? I mean, in the, near the beginning, because almost every Marvel movie they do the opening credits at the end of the movie and then do the end credits right after the opening credits, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like most movies do now. Um, I don't recall another one that starts this way. Maybe Guardians. I can't remember, but the um, or Guardians Two. Um, but I'm watching basically what amounts to three minutes of child human trafficking with much worse implications. And I'm going, wow, yeah, this, this is not fun to watch. And then you go, well, Wade, the plight that Black Widow has, has endured, you knew this was what I was going to be going into it. You know, this is inherently built into this character. And if we're going to explore this, it's going to be dark and it's going to be unpleasant. Um, but then you're right. I still kept going... But all those times I watched Black Widow, that I re- the, my favorite ones of her, she's really fun. <laughs> where is that? Right. You can right. do both. But, but you that, can have a movie but, but where that, about all do... that is an act to mask over like this well of trauma, and like this is where we she has to confront it. You know, this is. And I think I think Winter Soldier did that very well. I I, I do because. Because she was always that person. I'm not taking things too seriously. I'm getting your go to this. Stuff. But then when Fury is about to die, she's about to have an emotional breakdown. She's like, no, this can't happen. No, no. Because everything's right. Everything that he's done for her and everything that he is to do for her yeah. is like in the balance. And she's about to crack in half. And so you're like, no, she's much deeper than all this. She's yeah. like, she, she's masking a ton of stuff. And, and that's what Rogers is always trying to get to her. He's like going, you have this things swirling around but like i know there's and and, and that's how she's you also show that the agent you, you give scar yeah. joe the range you know you, you see give her the range the and she can top and then you see her at the bottom but in this this movie she, she feels like she's all at like one level the entire time right. right and it's a kind of uh self-serious but yet not really understanding what's going on <laughs> <laughs> kind of place and like this is this is everything that Black Widow that we didn't enjoy. This is nothing of what we've enjoyed about. Yeah. But whenever I had that conversation in my head, I always felt like it was me saying, mm, she should smile more. No, you know, but, like, like, I mean, so <laughs> like, I was like, am I being that creepy guy by thinking no, this? No, because we've seen it, you know, yeah. and it's one of the things that ScarJo is really good at. And we're also yeah, asked yeah. to accept that, like, one of the greatest spies in the world and a world class superhero. Like never checked on her sister, <laughs> like or never checked on. Is the red room coming back yeah. in any significant way? Are there way? thousands or of any black of the lackeys rebuilding? Infiltrated? Yeah. Like I have no idea, and I don't care. Oh, and by the way, did they they did call her Black Widow, like reference to her as Black Widow in movies before, right? I have no idea. Did they ever call? I think they called her the well. You, as we said, we always liked that the MCU said it, it's Steve, it's Tony, it's Natasha, it's yeah. You know, it's not Iron Man, Captain America, all that stuff. To the point that whenever, every time someone said Captain America, like, it, it always bristles me a little bit. <laughs> uh, mo- not every time, but sometimes. Because I'm like, oh, no, it's Steve. But when when Drakov calls everyone his widow, the widows, and I'm like, 
oh, wait, so you've been calling yourself this, which was a thing you were trying to, to leave. And then everyone at the organization has the little Black Widow insignia. And I'm like, well, no, wait a second. If that Black Widow insignia is not a Black Widow, but rather a Red Room insignia, has Natasha been weaving this icon into all her clothing <laughs> ever since? I'm like, that's messed up. Maybe it was a way of her not forgiving herself. Maybe, maybe. That's a good point. Can I use that as a segue? Um, yes, you can. Okay. All right. Larger point. If this had to be a prequel, this could have been an Indiana Jones-style prequel, which is not really a prequel. Just another... You mean like Temple of Doom? Yeah, you mean? just another, another Natasha another adventure. adventure, right? This is the kind of... They right. could have just called it uh, uh, Black Widow, colon, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and you just see, like, yeah. back when she was working for Nick Fury as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., with or without Hawkeye, whatever, before the Avengers, this is the kind of thing right. she was doing. Look at what she was capable of, you know? Right. Look at the kind of, look at, look at the adventures that she had. It could have just been like that. And that could have been, been just that. Yeah. That could have been a lot of fun. It could have been a romp. And it's just like, like you say, sketching in the, in the space between the frames. Like some of the things could be her trying you know, not to let her past become known and we get to know it then that that would be it could have been, okay. you know you could have had some of that you could have introduced the whole broken family thing in there whatever like but it didn't have to be like well this explains her as a character right it could have just right. been like look she had a you know before she saved new york before she saved the world this is the kind of stuff she was doing yeah. she wasn't saving the world she was saving budapest whatever um that could have been fun, just like a little, like a romp. Um, mm-hmm. It could have been if we had to do it this way. Then I think it really had to be about this whole idea of her not being able to forgive herself. Yes, to exactly. set up the sacrifice that she makes to explain mm-hmm. explain why she had to be the one to go over the cliff to justify it. Because yeah. that's the problem with this prequel is that there's already an end point to her character. We already know, like you said, we already know the culmination of her arc. We are, we all know where this is heading. It's, it can be very limiting that way, but you can learn something that whatever bothered you about why she chose to sacrifice herself, it could make you feel better about that. Right. And instead I, I, or change your opinion entirely. If that was the goal, (laughs) maybe, (laughs) you know, you know, like, like, because that's the only thing you can do. You can either deepen what you what you know, the understanding of what you know to come, or basically flip the whole thing on its head, and hopefully that won't make everybody mad. Yeah. <laughs> because to do it just but then the thing is is that because those are the only two options, the predil- the, the the predilection is to flip it on its head because that's the most exciting, but it's also the most disrespectful. So Mm. Yeah, and I feel like what it's also did, the most most point, just 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 to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, feels like it's something just to do it because I can. So. And I felt like what they did, I, th- I felt like they kind of sabotaged that if that was their plan. Because yeah. if the idea is she couldn't, oh, she couldn't forgive herself for this girl that she killed, which she seems a little too blasé about it when she's explaining it to to Yelena. Yeah, and and the music cue after she said, "I had to do what I did." fucking enraged me because the music cue basically told us see it's okay and justify the means whatever and i'm like yeah. no this is the this is the con- don't make it okay right don't make us feel bad for her right now because this is the central conflict of the movie you know right here 
Yeah. I think. Right. This is like the, what's driving her. And right. so when you find out that this is Taskmaster, who I think was a terrible choice for a villain, but we can talk about that. I think he's a great choice for a villain, but I think, and, and I'm not always opposed to doing what the kind of things they did with her, but when you compare the, the villain to from the comics to what they did with them here, it both did both a disservice to that character and to the character of Antonia. (laughs) (laughs) It's like just awful all around yet. If you think about it, if, 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 if we could talk about that later, but I mean, if Natasha is a, is trying to keep the Avengers family together all this time because her own family was so broken. And then you get the taskmaster who basically is a copycat of all the Avengers and what they can do. She's ba- it's basically a visual representation of her constantly battling with the Avengers to keep them together. You know what I mean? It kind of, it works. Uh, it's just that hmm. if the taskmaster was actually in any way related to the Avengers, it would actually have been better. <laughs> I don't know. The cop, I mean, we already, MCU already has a problem with the copycat villain where it's just... Oh, I thought I thought about you this entire oh. movie because they kept doing... It's especially like when Yelena and, her, and, and, uh, and Natasha like did the same moves on each other. Then Taskmaster does the same I moves know. on each other. And then you've got, you know, uh, you know, Red Guardian is exactly like Captain America and they have that same... <laughs> it's like, and then, I know. And uh, now, like, uh, you know, apparently, all... like, you can buy super soldier serum on the street... Like everybody's and getting plus all it. the black widows, all the black widows are dressed like black widows. Uh, so it's basically it's, her fighting you know, a bunch of versions of like, herself. There. You know, it's like having a million Spider-Man powers out there. It's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible idea. Um, yeah. And then to have a, a a villain that Black Widow can't physically overcome and then doesn't <laughs> um, takes the mask off and hits the red powder. Okay. All right. So. We have the human trafficking thing. All the Black Widows, they've been kidnapped, mm-hmm. they've been abducted, they've been brainwashed. When They've been sterilized. Yeah, all terrible things happen to them. Enslaved, basically. So enslaved, when, yeah. Their life's robbed of When them. the red powder, which, okay, Lives. visual storytelling, if the red room is what brainwashes you, then the antidote to that like, should be blue. <laughs> right? Or green. Yes. Or something. Yes. But like you're exactly visually right. making the antidote the same color as the as the problem is like not how you usually do it. So that was a curious <laughs> choice. I didn't understand it. That's that's a beautiful observation. I love <laughs> okay. that. But it works, right? And so all the black widows, as soon as you detonate a hand grenade, which doesn't kill them, <laughs> doesn't blow their heads <laughs> off. But instead, gently oh, releases and, and also keeps a few vials around on the yeah, floor conveniently. Breaks, breaks half the vials. Later. Right, you're exactly. gonna blow your entire wad on this one room, even though there's a thousand of them out there. Like maybe keep a. I, I said that. I said, oh, not them all, not them all. I said that. When she you know. And I still don't understand, like, who formulated this, or do we know how to make more, or like, right. why? Why does this exist? I still don't understand any of that. Whatever. Okay. So we gotta get somebody to synthesize it. How about the person that made it? So as soon as as. The widows get it like they're free now. You know, none of them wanted to be here. Right. I, you know, I buy it that they're all released immediately. When uh, what's her name? Antonia, Taskmaster, Taskmaster Protocol. Antonia. Who? Why is all those widows? I think died on the Red Room crash too, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, right. When the Red Room crashed, no, they I, were all uh, on it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, 
the debris fell exactly where it needed to fall. Meaning, there was so much. If there you was land more in a deb- field full of the debris, no more debris is going to fall there. Obviously, I'm, yeah. I mean, I mean, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there was more life-killing debris than in gravity, and yet it was like a Sokovia they could still event. The, exactly, <laughs> it, it really was. And then they pulled their parachutes, and I actually said out loud, "No, no, don't pull your parachute; they'll get ripped." Up. <laughs> yeah, they, no, Just keep nope, jumping don't get from, ripped up. Uh, from falling platform to falling platform. Which I, I hated that in the trailer, and I was like, I'm not going to enjoy that anymore. <laughs> and I didn't. Uh, okay, so the way, the only way ScarJo, the only way Black Widow, Natasha can overcome Taskmasters, take off the mask and hit the red powder, which, okay, red powder. So now we've learned that she's been brainwashed the way everyone else was. We weren't told mm-hmm. that. She has a chip. No, we weren't told that. She has that. a chip in her head. But we weren't told that she underwent the Black Widow treatment. No, we weren't told that because, yeah, I mean, yeah, she, she might not have needed to. She might, she have. might have the chip in her. I mean, Black Widow, Malena, Bucky Barnes, they were all not done by that process. They were all conditioned by psychological, yeah. psychological uh, subjugation, yeah. not chemical subjugation right. here. And, so who knows? If, and she has her own motivation. So what if she <laughs> does get set free and she's like, I hate you. You tried to kill me and you tried to kill my dad. And you did this to me. And I'm not, I don't forgive you. And so she doesn't forgive her. And now ScarJo has to like, has to kill her after all, because it's the only way to stop her. She can't physically overcome her. She's got all the powers of Captain America and Hawkeye and Black Panther and who knows what, what else. And so this is the, this is my rewrite of the ending. Like if this is the way we have to do it, like, Techmaster does not forgive her. Like, I was not yeah. brainwashed into hating you. I hate you. <laughs> that is if her dad told her that she did it. She because, did it. Yeah. Well, she did it, but I'm just All saying she has that to do is know the might, truth. might not have known. If she knows the truth, then well, yeah. It's more Let's just assume she knows the truth. Well, it's more storytelling if she knows. Oh, it's way more powerful know? if she knows. You yeah. try to kill yes. me. What's more, you try to kill my dad. Yeah. You know? I don't forgive you. I'm going to kill you right now. And ScarJo can't, like, can't stop her. With all her. the powers of the Avengers. Right. right, yeah. And so Black Widow can't overpower her, and so she has to assassinate her. Like, the thing that she yeah. thought she, she didn't do, and, like, the thing that she'd been carrying, now she has to do it all over again, right? And she did it. She, why is she killing her? Not for absolution, but for self-preservation. Yeah. And that's yeah. what she takes with her... To Vormir. When she sacrifices over the cliff. Yeah. You know? I, I it, Again, like the promise of the Star Wars prequels, a much darker journey. But I think one, if you're going to set out to deepen the experience of Endgame, that's the way you do it. Yeah. That's why I wrote the, the, this imaginative play thing in our notes. I wanted to see what you come up okay. with because I've always loved your ending of Green Room. And I wanted to see if you could do it here. Uh, Green Book. Because it, Although, Green, I'm sorry, Green Book. I, I love Green Room. I can't yeah. improve on the ending of Green Room. That's, yeah, you that's can't a, improve. You can't about improve a perfect Green movie. Room. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, Green Book. The ending of your rewrite of Green Book is amazing. Uh, um, so uh, I think about it all the time. <laughs> um, the the thing that uh, another thing to add to that, I think, and this is a little even more psychologically damaging that frustrated me is that the movie treats uh, this uh, event, the end of the movie, as closure for Scarlet. 
which obviously, yeah. I guess, I guess it does. We don't know. They never, they never, we never get a moment with it. But they treat it as closure, which, again, if Endgame is going to have anything to it, she can't have had closure, right? Right. So then, but if you think about it, she has a confrontation with, uh, with uh, Drakov, which is just, I appreciate the allegories to male gaslighting and male dominance and prow and like this emphasis on I, you are, you are nothing, you are a slave, but you're still going to be impressed with me. Yeah. And like how he was still victim to that. And I thought that was something they could have played with even more so actually, uh, even though it was, it's, it's in every movie and it's boring and I don't like, I'm tired of seeing oh, it. That is but where it, she was, does, it does extract the info from him. You're right. But that, right. that, I, that should have been played up more. Okay. Yeah, but it was nowhere near what she did with Loki's and and the other right. guy. So at right. the beginning of Avengers, so like it was is definitely not topping anything, and so um, and then the the severing of her nerve, so she could punch him. I'm a, yeah. I just go really yeah whatever. I wish I could. I wish I could take out very specific vascular or nervous system entries on my skull by doing the most blunt thing I could possibly do with surgical precision. Yeah, she should have given herself COVID. That would have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, but here's the thing. So Drakov gets whisked out of that room and then all the Black Widows come in, all the ones she's trying to, I guess, now liberate and she starts fighting them. Uh, even though there's apparently millions around the world that we'll never get to. I don't know what they're doing with that data, where it's going to go or what. But um, he gets whisked away into a, I guess, a Harrier jet or helicopter or whatever. It's about to take off. Florence <laughs> Pugh somehow does not become Swiss, uh, uh, uh pureed uh, <laughs> sister by her little thing she does to destroy the, the, the plane's uh, turbine. And then... What happens? Drakov dies in an explosion removed from Scarlett Johansson's viewpoint. Just like Budapest. <laughs> Again, the only, that can, they don't confirm the kill. That's right. They don't confirm the kill. But more importantly, Natasha doesn't confirm the kill. Yeah. She might not even know that it happened. Well, she, I mean, she, she can't confirm it. The only re- the way it looks like that they confirmed it for the audience was the VFX glasses flying at us. That's it. It's like, and I, I, I thought to myself, the whole movie was, I mean, not that I, you know, really what, re, you know, revenge taken to be such a cathartic moment, but that's what the movie was building to. We got to have a moment with it, something face to face. It just didn't happen. So yeah. I wondered what if there's, what if, I wondered about a black widow movie that ends with her, not trusting that he's dead because she thought he died in an explosion before and he didn't die. Mm. And then, so now she's driven steadily crazy because she's like, I can't confirm that he's dead. I can't confirm that he's dead. And then they're like, well, you can't confirm because he's not, there's no body left, uh, much to identify. And she's like, that's what I said the last time. And then driven kind of being paranoid mm. about that the rest of her life. But then, then she has you know? like an unfulfilled mission that, can never be fulfilled. Then it's the pledge. Basically, I've turned it into the pledge. <laughs> it all comes full circle. <laughs> um, but no, I like your ending a lot better. I, li- I like that, that, that it ends with her having to do again the thing she didn't want to do. And then that's what fuels her to in the next movie, which I would even be OK with showing the end of it, that, that scene in Endgame again, you know, at that point. Mm. 
to kind of cement this is why she does it, you know. Can I tell you what I really would have done? What would, what would you really okay. would have done? I wouldn't have done a prequel. I, you know, I, I was thinking the same thing. Really? Yeah. Make it. What would you have done? Make it about what happens to her after she sacrifices herself. Mm. So she sacrifices herself to the soul stone. What yeah. happens to her? What happens to her soul? This is the memory play that I was thinking about. I think this should be a memory. Because remember, um, Thanos has that moment in the Th- soul stone where he's talking to his to baby Gamora. Yeah. Not baby Gamora. Young Gamora. The movie should have been there, I think. You can have, right? you can have Gamora in there. You can have... You can... I, I would have done... You could have had her... You could have done the Budapest thing. But make it about, like, her reckoning with the soul stone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like her, she has to replay all of her sins and the, 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 the conflict, the, the, her challenge is to try to find peace, to try to make peace yes. with it. Right? Because of her, her attaining peace after that act is what we all want yeah. as an audience. But also, that would also be a way to directly address all these ills, the humanity, the why, how do we keep going after we've done terrible things? All, the, all of that that we wrestle with as human beings, Natasha could be that avatar for us. It would have been beautiful, I think. And what if, like, at some point, like in some fracture in the reality, she can see, she can see Gamora going through the same thing. She can see all the <gasps> other people who've been yeah. sacrificed for by people who wanted to claim the soul stone. And what if they were all women? Oh, Siggy, you're making me up. I, I actually, I want to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's amazing. I think you could have, I think you could have like told the same kind of story, but I yeah. think you could have done it in a way that's expansive instead of contracted. Right. And, Answers questions, you know, raises new ones. It doesn't launch uh, a Yelena character for <laughs> for the it universe. It could. <laughs> it could with her finding out where her sister is, what her, or you know, or having these that, things off to the side. You could. Maybe that's part of you. you could. Maybe that's part you of finding the piece re- is that she. Yeah. Like I never, I never tracked down my sister. I never found out. I never tried to help her, or I never was never successful in finding her. And like somehow she can reach out through the void and like see and like touch her and you know yeah right and yeah. like sends her on her way like on a, on a new path. That's a that's a that's amazing. Something like I'm that. very happy that we went here <laughs> because this is. I, I was thinking when I was I was thinking earlier going uh, you know you could do a, a kind of a memory play where you jump in and out of of past and think without actually time traveling but just yeah. relive these some moments but mostly having her process. I mean I guess. I guess that's defending your life in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right. but less literal, I think. I think much more experimental. I was thinking, oh, this would be too experimental and stuff, but maybe if it's somehow in the context of the Soul Stone, but you, the way you presented it, I, I, I don't see how it could have not worked. It's Black Widow. You, you know? got to put her in some street-level stuff, but that's part of the yeah, memory you play, like you're saying. Like, you put her back in these situations and, she, you know... Uh, I mean, I mean, she's got it. She's she's street level. She's she's much more grounded. She's all the other stuff. But she did hurl herself off a cliff for a glowing rock on a a planet somewhere else. 
should get a little bit of the cosmic. So you know exactly. So so I don't. It's not out of play to mix these two things. And plus, then you've got what you've got some. Uh, allegories or metaphors for things that people are talking all the time. It's like, how do we live this? How do, how can we think about this spiritual or the mystical or the the more cosmic elements of 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 thought and life and sin and um, connectivity and stuff, and still have to deal with you know ATMs and you know password wallets <laughs> and <laughs> and like and and scrubbing grout out of you know mildew out of grout and stuff. It's like. How do we square the mundane with the um, spiritual, you know? And, and, and Black Widow could have been a beautiful vessel for that because that's what she ultimately ended up um, representing both sides, you know? Yeah. Gosh, that would have been so good. Again, still could happen. You could still do it. You could still do it. They could still write could us still the check. We're sitting here. <laughs> Now, Marvel, after we've pissed on you for about an hour and a half, <laughs> can you give us some money to make it uh, do this better? We complain because we care. Complain? Yeah, it's like America. We we love it, but we can always we'll always want you to be better. So <laughs> we want you to be better because we love it. That's what put it That's that right. way. And again, I, I I don't want to speak ill of Kate Shortland because I don't really know her work, and I know I she's in a part of a machine. I don't blame any of this on. Kate Shortland, no. this is obviously like, like, you know, this is the machine at work. This is, it's a movie that feels like it has a real lack of imagination in a, in a lot of places. And yeah, it's, it's, it's like, we're hitting the beats that we know to hit yeah. and there doesn't seem to be, I mean, we've always marveled, <laughs> we've always marveled at how a studio could have made 20 plus movies, uh, uh, 21 plus movies of consistent tone and quality. Uh, give her plus plus or minus a letter grade, you know, yeah. for this long that we never would have that you know thought that would have ever occurred. And this is this is I think the first one where it it really shows the, the machine at work, or just like a and, and how the machine doesn't like care. Just decisions so made out of like self doubt and fear, you know. Is it like it right. seems like such an uh, like a movie that lacks confidence? I mean, Even like Thor: The Dark World. Like, yeah, knew what kind of movie it was gonna be, and this one right. just didn't. I, I didn't feel that with it. I don't know. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I don't feel like putting Black Widow beneath Thor: The Dark World, but no, it's better than that. Yeah, it more but it knew. But but from a, a place of of tone and intention, but you know, Dark World knew what it was. What it was. Going to be. It's anyway. better than Avengers: Age of Ultron, and I don't know. It's in the it's in the bottom tier, though. Yeah, it's better than Iron Man Two. Pl- Sorry, Wade. Uh, I won't. Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I will. I, I was watching a bit of Iron Man Two recently, and I, I I was lamenting on the could have been, like if they had gone the alcoholism route, if they had gone the. Um, if they dropped a couple of storylines, I, I keep Justin Hammer and Mickey Rourke all the way. I think that Black Widow did fall a bit into the. You think Marvel would learn? You watch Iron Man two and the scene with between Mickey Rourke and um, Tony Stark in the prison cell is electric, and they're really talking about their conflicts. And yet, how many scenes do those t- two actors share in the movie? Three. How many one do they have? How many ones do they have exchange of dialogue? One. <laughs> Why hasn't Marvel figured out get your villains and your heroes in the same room more? 
Get them interacting the whole time so that matters when one defeats the other one. Yeah. Like not, not just from a victory point of view, but from an emotional point of view of it's complicated. Uh, even a victory is complicated. Right. This is emotional. This is my fault that we're spending more time on Iron Man 2. <laughs> I apologize, no, everyone. Iron Man 2 needs more time. Go um, back to uh, our MCU <laughs> three-parter. Well, maybe they didn't. <laughs> That's why we're here. All right. How are we going to wrap this up? Um, Sorry, I, well, I talked about that. I talked about that. I talked about. I mean, there's there's tons of other things to talk about, but I don't know. I think I think we've kind of covered it for for a movie that was supposed to uh, provide some sort of um, both solace for uh, the the shortcomings. The the, the not shortcomings. Sol- provide some sort of solace for the for being shorted uh, opportunities in the previous 10 years um, and, and, and be like a resolution of things. Uh, this movie literally has an omission of a resolution <laughs> on multiple levels. And um, I, I do, I'm not saying that you need to get an established man in there. I'm really not. But if anything, the last 10 years of MCU movies have talked about is, is the palpable love that, not even romantic love, maybe, uh, that Black Widow has, uh, Natasha Romanoff has for Clinton Barton and how integral he is in her life. And to not even have him in this movie that deleve, that deals directly with the moment that she's entrusted herself with him just feels like it's, it's, it's disrespecting her. You know, it's de- it's denying uh, her that. Even if she just like exploration sent him a letter in prison, <laughs> right? You know? Well, see that, that that's what makes it feels calculated. It's like we're not going to have like other men define her in this movie, so we'll set the movie during the part where Clint's in prison and Steve's on the run, and Iron Man's not talking to her, so we can justify why none of these men can eat up her time. And then they put Red Guardian in there. And they give Florence Pugh all the best stuff to do. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? You, you, you could have put them in there. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, I found that, uh, I found it disrespectful to her, not to them, but to her. Yeah. To her story, to her life, uh, to the things that matter, uh, to what we've seen had mattered to her. But having said all that we've said in the past hour and 40 minutes or so, um, I, I, I still had a good time watching it. <laughs> I had less of a good time than you, but uh Natasha, we hardly knew you. Well, if you want to know us, we want to know you. So give us an email at you watched it wrong at happypanic.net or tweet us at you watched it wrong. Letter U. The rest of it's spelled like English. Or put it on our Facebook page <laughs> and be the first ones who've ever put anything on our Facebook page. <laughs> Which does, still has like a shitty banner I threw up there in five minutes in 2015. Is it a rug? It's like, yeah. Never, it's, I've never known. It's, yeah, it's one of the twins holding a rug in front of his head. He can't, he can't watch anything. Get it? That's the joke. He oh, can't even tell what's happening I never in the knew. picture. See, I'm really involved in our so process. So the joke doesn't work. No, it's terrible. It should all... It, it's, and we wonder why we're not highly rated. It's very half <laughs> 
Or what you should really do is follow us on Letterboxd, where we actually put some effort into it, and one of us has bothered to put a profile picture. (laughs) Because you've got a good one. That's at Siggy Lama, S-I-G-G-Y-L-L-A-M-A, or Carney of Steel, C-A-R-N-E-Y. Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. Who cares my name? O-F-S-T-E-L. We write reviews on there and stuff. You can see what we're watching. You can maybe figure out what the next episode's going to be. If we see us both watch the same thing around the same time. And if, before this movie, you thought you knew Black Widow, but thought again, and it gave you the resolution and solace required to move on, you swanned it, Song! 